The Force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. My powers have doubled since the last time we met Count. Hey! Suffering. Death! dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. I will be the most powerful Jedi ever. It's all Obi-Wan's fault. He's jealous. He's holding me back. You don't know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Aren't the droids we're looking for? Master Skywalker, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. Do my only help. Hello there. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. I, 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 Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, Jedi. Mandalorians and everybody in between to another edition of the new Forsoda podcast. We are a Star Wars podcast and if you do not know that by now, sunshine. All I can tell you is, bro, to steal a, a phrase for Vince Russo, bro. Come on now, bro. I'll be honest with you, bro. Anyway, I am one half of your hosts. A lot of bros. Yes. I am tired as fuck. But I am one half of your hosts. I am a pro wrestler. I am a multi-time champion in the galaxy far, far away. Current champion in three different promotions. Count them. One, two, three. Put that in. Mr. Owl, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll center of a Tootsie Pop? Let's find out. One, two, three, three. Um, I am the Alpha. And the Omega of Pro Wrestling, the governor of Real Town, never a citizen of Leg Slap City. I am the Greek god Papadon, aka GGP. Most importantly, I am a Star Wars aficionado. And alongside with me, it is my partner in crime, who was once raised on a planet. In the mid rim section <laughs> called Kelari, 
Kinarzi, Kizarni, Kizarni, Kalani, I don't know, Kalanaskapi place. Come on, I want to lay you. Introduce yourself, sir. Oh, sorry, I was taking a sip of my um, sparkling spring water here. I am smarter than 2 b more technical than FX7, the god of stealing thunder, and the guy who has new theme music. Can you hear it below me right now? Amazing. And the man who's always thrilled to spend an hour and change with number 501 on the PWI 500 2022, Dr. Desiree, Alex Arroyo. You're number 501? No, you are, motherfucker. Am I? No. They only go up to 500. I know. Am I not on the 500 again this year? I did not see you on the list, my friend. I looked intently. Dude, that's horseshit. I was like 199 of maybe like three years ago, four years ago. And all of a sudden, the last couple of years, I have not been ranked. I don't understand what the fuck is going on. Dude, uh, some of the names, because I, 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 I went over the list the other day. I saw some promo with MJF. He was talking about it, and I'm looking at the list, like the top 10, top 15 or whatever it was. And then I'm like, I'm just going to run the list. I'm going to look for Pop, and I'm going to look for any, any, anybody else I know. And some of the names that were on there, I was just like, why is this? I've seen this fucking guy wrestle. He's fucking a, the bag of drizzling shits. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And then above other guys who are actually fantastic. I don't know, man. I don't know what makes that fucking list. I don't know either, but they have a, they have it out for your boy, DGP. All six of our fans should go to their lawns with 50 migrants like it's freaking uh, the vineyards. <laughs> <laughs> and protest. Get I the Vianos. <laughs> they weren't on the list either, by the way. Uh, apparently, El, El Hijo de, de, de Del, I don't know who that guy is, was number eight or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, um, I saw a funny meme today. It was like, and suddenly Martha's Vineyard had the best soccer team in the United States of America. Hello, <laughs> 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 deep pop. Tremendous. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Speak, speaking All right. about something that's not so tremendous. Uh oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Before we go any further, did you watch all three episodes? I, I did watch all three episodes. Okay. I watched the first episode, the second episode twice, and the third one once. Okay. So is that where you're going with this? No, I was not going with that, okay, but we're going to get go. there eventually. Okay, good. Go, good. Because I was, I'm, 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 all right, go. All right. So, speaking of something that's not so tremendous, I heard today a dirty little rumor, and this will be the graphic for the show, that a stalwart, a staple, one of the most important oh, yes. portions of the Star Wars universe is, as of today, not in his original form. James Earl Jones, who is the voice of Mufasa in The Lion King, was also the king of uh, Zumunda in uh, Coming to America, has decided that he is retiring from the voice duties of Darth Vader from here on in now uh there is a ukrainian company apparently called uh respeacher who is responsible for that stuff that we heard with luke where they basically take his voice and they reimagine, reanimate it re reconfigure it from multiple different sources and make them say what they need to do so apparently he's also signed some kind of deal with them that you know allowing the rights of his voice to be used for that more than likely in perpetuity. So, James Old Jones, this is a uh, you know sim- akin to the Queen dying. Um, we will miss you, my friend. You have well done. played 
an amazing portion in the Star Wars legacy. And first of all, thank you. First of all, and foremost, all I'm going to tell you right now is, how dare you? How dare you compare the legendary status of James Earl Jones to that two-bit whore that was the Queen of England. How dare you, sir? Wow. I hope nobody from across the pond is listening. They're going to get some I don't give a flying tea and biscuit rat's ass. That royal family is just a bunch of inbred heathens that are carny as fuck and have done a lot of bad things to a lot of different people throughout a long period of time. And I'm glad that cunt is dead so she can go rest in hell. I'm now it's full heel tonight, baby. As far as far as Mr. James Earl Jones goes, I mean, the man had to retire. He's 94 years old, I believe. How much longer can he be doing this? But most importantly, he went out on top, getting paid for his likeness. So he's going to sit home right now, collect his AARP, and get paid by Respeacher. And this was uh, brought to you by Vanity Fair, so it's a pretty reliable source. Um, all I'm going to say is that, Mr. James Earl Jones, thank you for everything that you have done, not only in Star Wars, but all your other films, like Sandlot, like... Uh, uh, Conan the Barbarian. To, Conan the Barbarian coming to America. I mean, there's a tons of things in his uh, repertoire that he accomplished, but most importantly, you will always be the voice of my childhood as Darth Vader and uh, my um, esteemed colleague, who's also a proficient editor, may add a montage of Darth Vader lines right about now in honor of the legendary James L. Jones. The rebels are alerted to our presence. Admiral Ozzel came out of light speed too close to the system. He felt surprised, was wiser. He's as clumsy as he is stupid. Darth Vader, only you could be so bold. The Imperial Senate will not still for this. When they hear you've attacked a diplomatic... Don't act so surprised, Your Highness. You weren't on any mercy mission this time. Several transmissions were beamed to the ship by rebel spies. I want to know what happened to the plans they sent you. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. The ability to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power of the Force. Don't try to frighten us with your sorcerer's ways, Lord Vader. Your sad devotion to that ancient religion has not helped you conjure up the stolen data tapes, or given you clairvoyance enough to find the rebels' hidden fort. I find your lack of faith disturbing. You seem unsettled. No, just press for time. There's a great many things to attend to. My apologies. You do have a great many things to explain. Your power's a weak old man. Our ships have sighted the Millennium Falcon Lord. But it has entered an asteroid field and we cannot risk... Asteroids do not concern me, Admiral. I want that ship, not excuses. Yes, Lord. Those are good ones. Those are good ones. Those are good ones. When when you were a kid and you saw James Earl Jones in, like, various movies, like in Coming to America or or Conan, 
and then he opened his mouth. Were you, did you do the Leonardo DiCaprio thing where you're like, Shh. yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Darth Vader, it's Darth Vader, Dad. Look, Dad, it's Darth Vader. Now, listen, another rumor has come into fruition. Uh, first one that you said was a rumor is more of a fact. So, coincidentally, this is more of a fact as well, but people are labeling it as a rumor, so it could also be a spoiler. But your boy, my boy, the heart and soul of Star Wars, the face that runs a place, Mark Hamill, will be starring in the Ahsoka series. Yeah, starring or appearing in the Ahsoka series. I think it's an appearing in the Ahsoka series. Either which way. Mm, he's going to be there. He's going to be there. And we're going to see the first meeting of Ahsoka and Luke Skywalker with Hayden Christensen, Forest Ghost. And oh my goodness, is your head going to explode? Because mine is going to explode as well. Which head? Uh, both. A gush, gush, gush. Speaking of that, there's a TikTok. You know, those kids, they go on the tickety talks and the talk ticks. That's all. It's some China stuff. It is China stuff. But anyway, um, someone did a deep fake hating Christensen's face on Darth Vader in the Return of the Jedi when they take off the mask. And it looks amazing. Would you agree? I do. I, I, see, I said this to you right after you said it to me because I saw it and I was like, this is great because that's what we do. We, we send each other the same videos that pop up on Instagram. Um, and it was pretty cool. I mean, it, it, you know, I, it, I have a place in my heart for the old one because it was one of the craziest moments of my childhood to watch that helmet come off. And you're like, what did you see? What is it? Did you look at Bernard Dog? Dad, look, Dad. Um, it's Darth Vader. It's Darth Vader. Um, so it was interesting seeing it but you know that's 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 not my star wars but it's cool that somebody did it oh stop it bro it's consistency now i think it i think it adds more to it to be honest with you if they could take the guy's eyebrows off in the special edition they could put this guy's face they could put hayden's face on there and still uh present it as another special edition i mean for god's sakes we got the mcclunky version you know what i mean I Just, so i i'm all for it lucasfilm go ahead make that change Keep it consistent. Make that change. Hey, Michael, guess what? What? I heard, I, I heard, well, I know why you like going to Walmart, Michael. Because little boy's pants are half off. <laughs> <laughs> no. you, you know why Michael Jackson liked hanging out with 28-year-olds? Why? Because there was 20 of them. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know what the lady told Michael Jackson at the beach? Uh, no. Excuse me, can you get out of my son? <laughs> <laughs> you take out the trash? That was a great joke. You missed it. Hold on, you got to say that one more time for how much take it was. Yeah, go. Do you know what the lady told Michael Jackson at the beach? What? Excuse me, can you please get out of my son? You you heard Michael Jackson uh, updated his pronouns on Twitter? No. Yeah. Hee <laughs> hee. Uh, all right. We go on all day, people. Try the veal. Tip your waitress. Or other, uh, try the, try waitress, the waitress. Tip, tip, tip the veal. <laughs> oh gosh, Sharon, go make him a goddamn sandwich. He's hungry. He needs a Snickers. Hungry, but okay. I'll take the sandwich anyway. Nice. Listen. So, like I was like, what I was trying to segue into is uh, the movie. Rogue Squadron? Oh. Uh -uh. Ain't happening. 
It's been canceled off the rotation of Disney. Going to be replaced with uh, Inside Out 2, Snow White, and Lion King sequel. So I found this very interesting. You know, there was, we were hearing about this for months and months and months. We were talking about it kind of here and there. And we, you know, we kind of thought, you know, smoke fire. Um, but that promo that, that Patty Jenkins had thrown out there where, you know, she's like, yeah, you know, my dad was a pilot. And I always wanted to make a pilot film. And she's on her little fucking fat little roller skates with her cankles. And she's tooling around. <laughs> it made all this big fucking deal for no apparent reason. And now she's gone. You know, was it because we, we had talked about this you know, a year ago? Was it because of the Wonder Woman 80, 84 flap that happened? Um, or did they just not come to an agreement as to how they want the story to land? May I ask you a question? Uh, yes. What was the bigger flop? Wonder Woman 84? Or you unzipping your, your zipper and whipping out your Johnson when it hits the table? It's a it's 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 a hard call, you know. It's a hard hard. It's a literally a hard call. Um, the, the, no wonder Sharon keeps interrupting the podcast, right? I think I throw the garbage out. I'm not gonna shush you. Shoot, get out of here. Beat it. <laughs> beat it. Beat it. Beat it. Beat it. <laughs> Currently being accosted by a Jewish woman. <laughs> Happy New Year. I love you. Tell him. Manischewitz, not my drink. It's <laughs> actually somewhat decent. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, they, they put all their eggs into, the, into their basket for this to do that promo and throw her out there. And, you know, before they even had a fucking script set up. I know. And look where we are again in fucking Disney disaster, as usual. Um, looking like but, a bunch But let's talk about a Disney non-disaster and or dropped that's right september 21st came and went quicker than doc and i in a friday night and guess what folks three episodes dropped and i loved it what about you doc did you feel that three was a bit too much for the first drop no i think it was just right because to me, it felt like a sto- uh, a Clone Wars story arc. I think if they would have dropped one or two, people would have been like, what the hell is this? Because it's a very slow, slow burn. It's a slow burn. I mean, you and you, you could definitely tell they're, they're, they're setting it up. And I think that was the complaint by a lot of people is like, oh, my God, like nothing is fucking happening. What's going on here? Which, to a certain extent, I, I kind of get. I mean, you know, episode one kicks off. Um, and someone had said this, I read some article somewhere that, you know, was very Blade Runner reminiscent. Like when I was watching it, I was like, this is, this has a, a very familiar feeling. And that, that was definitely the feeling. It was that rainy, post-apocalyptic, you know, seedy underbelly kind Where, of in thing. In the first scene when he works in the first into the, scene. Yeah, when he I mean, walks into the whorehouse in Star no, Wars? Exactly. It's the, the Star Wars whorehouse. The, 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 you catch in the beginning when he was walking through the, the streets, those little bubble pods where they had all those people sitting inside they're all like you know hitting yeah. on him and through the thing it was like he's walking through the, i was like oh hold on a second star wars has a red light district this is getting real fucking dirty real fucking fast over here it's sith light district exactly Listen, this is not your average star wars and that's what i like about it it's different um it's it's tv 14 it's more for mature audience and they made some interest very interesting decisions uh, regarding this show now 
I'll throw some out there that I caught, and you agree. You you let me know if you agree, if it's interesting, or if you didn't catch it, or if you have your own doc. I'm ready. First, I'm ready. first and foremost, they cursed. They said bastard, and yep. they said shit. Yep. Which they never ever done in a Star Wars show before. I think the biggest word they've ever said was hell, and yeah. I was like, whoa, that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. Second thing was the music score. At the end of the second episode, where where it shows uh, Skarsgård landing and then Andor walking, Cassie and Andor walking towards the screen like he's going to meet him, and they're playing that rock and roll drum beat, something that you normally don't hear in a Star Wars um, music uh, scenario. It, it was very rock and rollish, like mm-hmm. very soprano like, like it wasn't like. Something you would hear in Star Wars. Yeah. And number three, um, when they were on, what was the name of the park? Uh, the, the name of the planet? Kis, kis, uh, Kalari? Kajimi? No, no, it wasn't Kajimi. Kajimi is another. <laughs> yeah, that was the other one. Canary? What? No. Canary. 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 Very good. When they were on Canary and they were talking in the in their native language, they were speaking Mexican. Uh-huh. There were no sub. There was no subtitles. Yeah. Which. Threw me for a loop for a second. I'm like, wait a minute, why? <laughs> and then someone said, I, I, I heard it on a video somewhere that said they are so off the radar that they weren't able to translate it to basic. So they, that's what they did. But in a yeah. way, it kind of takes it away because you don't you get the gist of what they're saying, but you really don't get the gist of what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, no, I think I think I mean you know the gist was there. I mean you didn't need. The, any any subtitles to kind of figure out the, the the undertones of what was happening. What I was mostly confused about was like, where the fuck are the adults on this planet? Like, well, the, I heard a theory about this, and that blew my mind. But go please on. tell me. No, I want to hear the theory first. The theory is that this whole supposed gas leak that happened killed all the adults, and that's sure. why the kids are wearing all these big clothings because they were the leftovers of the tribe. So it ended up becoming more like Lord of the Flies. Yeah, it was all kids. That's why you had that that girl with the 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 um, the RBF face, the re- the rested bitch face, yep. uh, leading the tribe, you know, before she got shot. Um, spoiler alert! But um, I I was you know somewhat distracted about why there was no adults on there, and I'm saying to myself, okay, is this some kind of like weird society where the kids, you know, the 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 the, the inhabitants die before they become a certain age and they have they have some kind of accelerated growth thing that they have to become adults faster than blah 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 like i went on this whole thing on my brain every time we we, we would go to the planet to try to kind of like figure out what was going on in my head so i i almost didn't even dawn on me that there were no subtitles because i was just following the story along and understanding what was happening there based on their body movements and their yeah. you know interactions with each other and they're yeah, a bunch of luchadors. Know, they told the story with their bodies. Exactly. Of course. You know, this is listen. We, we we've been around the wrestling business long enough that 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 we could tell a story without having the uh, you know being told it. Um, so that was cool. Um, and I I didn't even think about the subtitle thing. And I didn't make it big until I read that same article. Um, what else did you mention? You mentioned the cursing, which good. You know, this should be like I said, like a PG PG fourteen, where we're getting a little more uh, adult on this. Um, I remember the first time 
something like that happened and something that I wasn't expecting it. Transformers the movie. Yeah, exactly. There you go. You know exactly what <laughs> Spike. it was. When Spike, Spike says shit. shit when they, 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 they encounter Unicron for the first time, you're like. And they actually they actually had two versions. They took it out in the home video version. Yeah. The movie version. I distinctly yeah, remember watching it. I remember the watching it, yeah. Like, I was like, Dad, did he just say shit? <laughs> and my dad's like, you know, probably high as fuck. Anyway, um, so that was that. What else was the third thing you mentioned? The music. The music, yeah. The music, I, I, I guess I wasn't paying attention to the rock score. But um, it was it was a drum beat. The, like the he, was walk, he was walking to the meeting with the... With uh, Skarsgård. Skarsgård's character, I forgot the name, but it was like just heavy drum beat, like a drum solo, and I'm like, "Ooh, this isn't Star Wars, but this is cool. I'm digging it. It's different. I yeah. like it." Yeah. So, and then then it gets real violent, you know, from the jump. You know, these two jabronis try to, uh, you know, throw the weight around in a cost Andor after he's looking for his sister. Tips he tips his hat about he goes, where he's from. He goes, "Well, he he murks that motherfucker right yeah. in the hallway, dude." Um, the whole, you know, backhead thing and he kills this fucking guy. I was like, oh, come on, really? That's the way he fucking did it. He should have done it a little bit better. But, um, one thing I, I did notice, which you probably noticed as well too, especially when I watched it the second time, but I caught it the first time is, is when he throws that punch at the guy. It is one of the most bullshit work punches I've seen in my entire life. He's like, this little yeah. like laid back, awful fucking punch he throws at him. I'm like, this, this guy's not going to do this. Like, come on. Ridiculous. Um, and then he just, you know, the guy's trying to convince him to, you know, hey, listen, we'll go to the station together and talk about it. We'll say it was an accident, but which he knows is bullshit. He's going to take this guy out. And then, he, and then it, we're off to the races, as they say in the business. Um, he's on the run. He starts to get made. Um, you got the chicken shit heel in the in this uh, um, security guy, you know, deputy inspector, who is trying to make a name for himself despite the fact he's that trying he's trying to get over. Like, trying to get over. Trying despite, to pull Ryan Johnson. Despite the fact that his boss doesn't want him to do anything and he goes against his wishes. And but it makes gets, sense. Yeah, he tells him, look, does. we have two guys who were in a brothel that shouldn't exist, drinking liquor that shouldn't be there, an expensive brothel, which is a high above their pay grade, in a district that all oh, that's not supposed to go down. Um, you're bringing more heat onto us for other issues because these guys try to shake someone down. If you go after it, and this guy doesn't care, this guy is all gung ho. This that actor, he kind of looks like Tobey Maguire, crossed with Zac Efron, crossed with um, oh, this old school actor. I think he was in X Files, not David Duchovny, the other guy. Because uh, every time I looked at him, he looked different, but he looks similar to them. And I'm like, oh, that's a weird looking fucking face. Interesting. But anyway, uh, the chick was hot. The one in the, in the brothel or his friend? No, no, his friend. Bix. She can get my dicks, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she kind of looked like a Winona Ryder a little in the face, like a young Winona Ryder. Uh, she could Winona Ryder me. Pop. But, uh, yeah, she was she was, she, she was good. I, you know what I liked? I liked when he went to go meet his friend to get the alibi, and he's like, look, yeah. I, I came to your house, and we drank some liquor, and then the friend just followed we it up. drank some nog. He's like, you know what? I'm, you insulted me on my hospitality and my choice to drink. And then you fell and hit your head on the chair, got the scar. And then you came here to apologize. And I accept your apology. And they just fed off each other. I thought that was really yeah, fucking yeah, cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Also, you know, I'll throw it out there because I'm sure we'll talk about it. Uh, be emo. The bot, droid. The piss bot. 
the piss the piss butt. I love the fact that the dogs rolled up on him. Like, yeah, pulled the Rick Steiner. And then, yeah, and then he pulled the yeah uh, he pulled the R two D two fucking gimmick out and zapped him. Um, but I'm like, oh, well, he stutters. What is this fucking Benicio del Toro? Uh, he does it better than Benicio too. He does he's a better actor than Benicio del Toro? Little fucking uh, <laughs> shit bot. Um, uh, what's up with his charging stuff? It's like the dude's got to charge every five minutes, or else he's gonna power down. When you wild. see him in the flashbacks, he's bright red, like hot mm-hmm. rod red. Yep. You see him now, he's all disgustingly like like uh he's all beat up junkyard red, like all beat up and, and yep. disheveled. So yep. who knows? Also, also another thing I which I thought was, you know, I love when they when they 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 tie things together and they give you reasons for things that we're out there and you're like uh, you know, when you first encounter them like five years ago in Rogue One, we're seeing Cassie and Andor and like why the fuck does this guy sound like he was an ESL Mexican? Because he is he is an ESL Mexican. It's like, why didn't they make him do an accent that's different? I mean, what have we seen in the Star Wars universe? We've seen we've seen the the typical American accent, and we've seen English accents, we've seen Scottish accents, we've seen, you know, a little here and there, but we've never seen anybody speak. We even got the inbred Jed Hillbilly accent. Yeah. In Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan, right? Um, and you're like you have this guy who has a completely different not to us we've seen we've heard it before um but accent to the star wars universe and then they give you that little backstory where he's speaking you know kalani whatever it is um which is if you listen to it like phonetically it sounds almost like a portuguese like a spanish there's certain words that they like imitations they use that kind of sounds so similar to that and then you're like oh, now that makes sense as to why he sounds like that because He's was an ESL from this planet and didn't know anything, and they showed the backstory. So, I, I that shit I appreciate because you, I want to tie these little loose ends off and be like, okay, now we can be, move past the reason why that's happening there. So, one thing that happened that I, I mean, first of all, all the acting was phenomenal from uh, the guy Linus Musk, who's like the second in charge, a little he, was, he was the best, fantastic. the best. The the uh the other guy who was the leader who was trying to get over, I forgot his name, Cran or Crake or whatever his name was. Um he looks like he bit more than he could chew. He's in a position where he's way over his head. Yeah. And he played that up role excellent. Everyone played their role. Even Tim, who ratted out that that rat bastard Tim, that Henry Hill, Jose Canseco <laughs> motherfucker. He got his, his just dues. He did. But he did get he did get a kissing a- a- scene with a- that. After too. he got the uh, just dues, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, they all played a great wall, great great part, yeah. man. I liked uh, the, the the guy who played the the fat little Scotch. He was great. The way oh, like, you know you could he's tell from he the walked. Batman. Is he? He was. He's one of the guy, police guys from the Batman. The police guys. He walks in and you could you could, he, he's he's the typical like every company has this guy. He's in a position where he should not be in because he should be higher than he is because he knows a ton of shit. He's the guy you go always go to to get shit done. Because they know how to do things. Even like when he was talking to him initially, when he says, "Don't worry, I was briefed on the way in. We did this, we did that. It's this is a crime," and he was completely with him. He's like, "We can't let this shit go." Yeah, he was and, he was working the gimmick, of course. But then he goes to the ship and he gives the fucking speech and he does the whole thing. He lines them up, boom, 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 and then this guy shows up and he's like, "Shit's um, the bed." Just want to um, say, um, I you. can't pick uh, a, a better group of guys to do this yeah, with. It's like yeah. you don't know what he was doing. Everybody's like laughing. At him. It was great. Yes, totally, totally awesome. And um, basically, you know, it frames those two characters as, you know, the assistant guy. He's, he's a fucking moron. He, he's trying to make it. He's trying to get over himself. And this guy, 
maybe he has an agenda, maybe he doesn't have an agenda, maybe he's just following orders, who knows. But the guy he lo- he was like a Scottish Barney Rubble who got tired of being the sidekick and wanted to become the Fred Flintstone. So uh I kind of like that guy. But also um Skarsgård played a fucking phenomenal role. Phenomenal. Ender. Yeah, Ender. Ender. I love that grunt, that great. Um you know, as he uh you know, again, if you guys haven't watched it, you probably shouldn't listen anymore. But um, as they're making the deal for the box, you know, all oh, this is a very expensive <laughs> box that they were, they were chasing down. Um, and again, they they it's like they, they went to scores. They were paying forty thousand dollars for a box, the big box. Um, again, I appreciate that they went and they they are they're building this world around the 70, 77 Star Wars universe. Oh, it fits right in, dude. Fits very perfectly. With all even the box looked like it was from the seventies. You know, they have all the very similar looking old school computer stuff and you know um monitors and all the shit they had back then um they try to make the deal and scars go realizes that casting can be an asset to the rebellion which doesn't spell it out from and then they had the great scene where they're in the the junkyard where that's the warehouse stuff hanging down and they're fighting between the fucking pillars and with the security force and the shits are falling from the sky and cassian is like I got to get the box back because he realizes that he's going to be worth nothing without that fucking box. That's going to be the, uh, you know, his linchpin to get the fuck off the planet. And that's why he wants it. But what he doesn't realize is Skarsgård wants him for something else. Um, you know, and, a couple of things. And then we're like. off to the races. Yes. A couple of things I like. I like the part where the, the, the black British guy tries to shake, try to get his money back. And he puts the alien <laughs> behind him. And he's like, this guy, what are you doing here? What? <laughs> you know? He told me to stand here. You know, like I thought it was well, do stand here. And then um and then he weasels away and talks out of that too. He's like Han Solo, bro. He's a fucking yeah. scoundrel. He's like a he's like a little like a little uh a little Han Solo, a little Latino Han Solo. <laughs> Latino. He's Juan Solo. Uh, <laughs> but uh Juan I like Yolo. The, I like I like the, how they go back and forth from the flashbacks talking about his childhood in you know on Canary. To, to current day, you know, and how how it almost is like poetry. It rhymes, like just like the whole essence of Star Wars. Um, the guy who beats the drum. Yeah, there was a, a big thing that about was, him, right? About him, he, he just he, like, he I don't get why, I don't know why he does it. Is that like the like the morning wake up drum? Like like like, I don't get it. But it, it, it sounds it, like it sounds like, and 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 also the um, you know, the townsfolk doing the uh. Yeah, dude, that was awesome. That Throughout was the awesome. whole fucking uh, the whole town to like, you know, and when that when his mom and, when his mom's know, like, oh, you should you should worry when they stop, and then the guard's like, why? What happens when it stops? <laughs> oh, it was really really good. I loved it, man. I thought this was good Star Wars, uh, different Star Wars than we're normally accustomed to, but definitely great Star Wars. So. I, I I you know online I I saw. Probably 60, 40, for versus against. I saw some people who were just, you know, like, oh, my God, this is really boring. This is this. And other people who are like, oh, this is the Del Star Wars that we wanted. Here it is. You know, and you can't uh, win. No, you can't win. It's going to be everybody's always going to be fucking have a complaint about something. No empire, though. <laughs> no matter what you do. No empire. Uh, well, well, the empire. Not yet. It, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's stated. It's said. So we're dealing you know, with this uh, subcontractor mall cops. Right, these uh, and um, I saw an article where they're explaining what the corporate zone is in the show, 
Um, sometimes it's referred to as the corporate sector or the corp sec. It's a sector of space governed by independent corporate sector authorities. Established during the dying days of the Republic, the corporate zone becomes a place where galactic companies could dictate the laws rather than effectively, rather than more effectively than they could in the Senate. The governments of the corporate zones align themselves with the separatists during the Clone Wars and remain independent even after the Empire. Although the Empire regularly conducted missions to remind the corporate zones its independent was at the Empire's pleasure and can be revoked at any time. Still, and or episodes one to three make it clear that the corporate zone survival was far from guaranteed. It strongly implied that any crimes could serve as a pretext for the empire to try and gain control of the corporate zone. The empire sought to control the entire galaxy after all, and the independence will surely be viewed as purely temporary it will be interesting to see whether the events of Andor episodes one to three lead to the Empire trying to push a direct presence in the corporate zone, and if so, what the repercussions will be for the galactic politics. So, just a little FYI for all our fans out there, because let's face it, we know some of, some of them aren't very bright. No offense, but it is what it is. But I digress. What do you think, Doc? Uh, I think this is, you know, going to be the precursor to you know this is going to be like the 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 hors d'oeuvres to him um you know tapping up the empire um he needs something to uh, cut his teeth on and i think you know these corporate jabronis are going to be uh the you know the the mid carters for him to build up over the they needed something they couldn't be empire 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 from from, from jump so i agree i 100% agree I'm looking forward to where episode four will take us um, and where we're going to go from there. Obviously, well, it's going to be four through 12, right? Yeah, man. I mean, we still got to get Mon Mothma. We still got to get all the politics in yeah. the Senate I, and all I that heard, stuff. I heard we see her fourth episode. All right. Well, that's cool. That's the rumor. I'm looking forward to, the, to everything, man, because uh, what's better than Star Wars, Doc? More fucking Star Wars. Speaking about more Star Wars, we based on what I'm about to say last show um, the Mandalorian season 3 release window has changed during the Lucasfilm presentation at D23 Expo the official teaser for the Mandalorian season 3 was released and in the trailer it states streaming in 2023 instead of what it usually said which was coming February 23 2023 so people are insinuating that this is getting pushed back um even though carl weathers came out and said that no it's coming out in february but he's known to be wrong in the past with those dates because well it's disney who's it's not him who's putting it out disney's putting it out so they can do whatever they want to do well i mean i hope it's not the case but if it does get pushed back what are you gonna do right it's you know listen, it's going to happen no matter what clearly so but as long as everything's done right you know what else is done right what tell me your old boy is getting taken care of which old boy r5 d4 oh yeah that that one with the bad with the bad motivator yes you see um in the trailer of amando they show a clip of him on an adventure with 
Mando and Grogu when he's in the cockpit of his racing uh, his uh, ship. So he's finally getting some burn. Holy shit, R5D, good for, good for him, man. It's, it's only been almost 50 years. Yeah, right? But um, remember in the Legends how they said he was Force-sensitive? <laughs> Force-sensitive droid, and he, and he threw it on purpose. He, he took the dive on purpose to help Luke Skywalker. <laughs> He's Talk like, bro, I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me do the finger poke of doom. Yeah, right? Um, so reportedly... The creators of Mandalorian, Johnny Favs and Davey Filoni, are planning their endgame. What happened was that at Variety, uh, at D23, Katie Sackhoff, she spoke with them and she indicated that an ending to the Mandalorian is being planned. Now, Variety asked, how many seasons have they told you the Mandalorian will go for? And Sackhoff says, you know, I have been told, but we'll just have to wait and see if that happens. Oh, tell me, Variety says. I'm not going to tell anyone. Sackhoff says, no one will ever know. Variety, is it the amount that you thought it would be? Sackhoff, yes, yes, ha, ha, ha. The good thing with Dave and John is that they are constantly expanding this world. I don't think that Star Wars fans will be lacking for content anytime soon. She also spoke to Yahoo Entertainment. At the same event, and at this, uh, the season's going to feel very different. It's still a show that people have come to love and know, but called it a little faster pace while comparing it to a moving train. So this is her exact quote. So this season, you know, as you witnessed in the trailer, there are a lot more Mandalorians in the season. And with that, many Mandalorians in one room, things are bound to go wrong. So I just can't wait for people to see that. I think this season is different. I think... That it is the Mandalorian is everything that people have come to love and know about the show. But I do believe that this season is a little faster paced. And I do believe that tonally it's like a moving train and you just got to get on it. So what are your thoughts on her comments, Doc? Um, you know, not super revealing. We know from the trailer as to which, which she's alluding to, which she's talking about. Um, didn't really give us a, a, a significant info about how long it's going to last for, because again, you know, she's probably NDA NDA to that. So, um, not a ton of shit. Move on.com. Move on.com. All right. Well, Pascal, Pedro Pascal also was teasing episode season three. You see a D 23. He was talking to the press and he teased the show's epic scale ahead of its return and confirmed we'll start seeing a payoff of some early season one plot threads. Um, we have a video. Doc, play that video clip right now. I mean, it's epic. It's definitely epic. And um, we're going to get a lot of things that were introduced into the storytelling early in season one, themes and ideas that you know um you'll remember once we get into full fruition of season three and it's epic epic i love how we have to keep walking down this line and say <laughs> nothing <laughs> and figure out all i'm not lying it is yeah. epic it but is epic. Is, no, it's 
I'm coding like yeah, all of the spoilers. Know. People that you, people if you, know, you know, you can decipher everything from what he just said. Yeah, so. the amount of times I say epic gives everything away. Okay. So as you could see in the video, he says it's definitely epic. It's epic. He teases the he teases the word epic a few times. He's going to be a lot of things that we introduced during the line of season one, themes, ideas, and it all comes to full fruition in season three, he states. And it's, it's epic, epic. Epic, epic. But I'm not lying, it's epic. The amount of times I say epic gives everything away, okay? So I guess it's going to be epic. What do you think? Uh, that sounds like it's going to be pretty epic. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking guy. Uh, so, okay. Whatever what that is, means. Sure, whatever that means. Um, what do you think Grogu learned from Luke Skywalker during his Jedi training? Uh, he said, um, beer before liquor, never sicker. Liquor before beer, you're in the clear. Ooh. He also oh, said, I'll... he also said, uh, it's okay to put it in the anus, but don't stick it back in the vagina. Actually, what Mark Hamill told me was that he told Grogu, if it smells like fish, eat all you wish. If it smells like cologne, leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this article states the following. Grogu only spent a short period of time with Luke Skywalker uh, after season two. But according to Dave Filoni, he learned a lot. In the Disney Gallery, the Book of Boba Fett special, Lucasfilm's Dave Filoni explained Grogu had indeed come to understand the nature of the Force from his time at Luke Skywalker's Jedi Temple. When asked what Grogu learned from Luke, Filoni stated that it's not about this power to destroy, to become an expert swordsman. He then explained that Grogu's power to calm something down and abate intense emotion was what being a Jedi and the Force is all about. By controlling the Rancor, Grogu came away with those skills. After his time with Luke, Filoni point is an excellent one and suggests that in spite of Luke's concerns, Grogu had bound himself to the light side of the Force. Now, I heard a rumor that someone stated that he won't be able to Force heal anymore because he bound himself to the light side of the Force because they're saying that those who can Force heal are in true balance within the Force. What do you think? Um, Basura? Those that could force heal are in true balance. So that is assuming that he was in true balance of the force before he met Luke. Yes. Mm. And that now he's tending to veer towards the light side because of Luke's teachings. Mm. Um, so we're assuming that Ray was also in balance with the force. I guess so. I don't know. This is a theory. Someone Sounds, fishy. Out Sounds fishy. Don't eat it all you wish, but, um, I agree with you. I don't buy it either. So, horseshit, as they say. Basura. Anyway. Oh, real quick. Shout out to friend of the show. The uh, Gecko, the bounty hunter. Oh. Our friend, your friend, uh, Dominic Pace. He recently... Was Gecko was introduced in a Marvel comic book? Doc, play the video right now of him in, uh, thanking everybody. 
Uh, just a, a thank you to uh, Lucasfilm, Marvel, Disney, uh, Filoni, Favreau for uh, putting Gecko in the issue three, uh, issue number three of the Mandalorian comic. Appreciate you all, uh, and thank you all for all your uh, support over the last few years. Let me explain something to you, ladies and gentlemen. This individual, he hit it off with us perfectly, right? Yep. We're like all peas in the same pod. But the one thing I got to give him credit for is that he is a freaking hustler, a grinder, and a hard worker. He's a he grinder? Took, no. He took, a, he took a character that was just a background character, took it on tour, raised money for charities, got all these people invested emotionally into the character. Emotional. Damn it. Sorry. Wrong one. Wrong one. Emotionally vested. And... um made something out of nothing to the point where he's an unofficial uh tiki merchandise from star wars now mm -hmm. he's in the comic book in the mandalorian i think uh issue number three so he, this is big deal because usually you get background characters and that's it they're nothing they don't make anything of it but this guy actually made something of it so kudos to him for putting in the hard work and i really do hope that Lucasfilm, and if anyone listens from Lucasfilm to this uh, shit show, um, give this guy a break. Put him in, in Book of Boba Fett Season 2. Put him in Mando Season 3 and 4. Give him a little bit more burn, man. I think Gecko, the character, can go a long yeah. way. And yeah. uh, I think Dominic deserves it. Dom has established himself with this character already. Like you said, he's really put, put in the work to actually get things done. Um for that hustle and he's a great guy i think he deserves all the the amazing things and the accolades that are coming his way because like you said he did it old school as he as also by his words he did it old school so exactly he did congrats, it like sinatra um, yep congrats dom you did it my way um <laughs> you deserve it buddy and because you deserve it we're gonna play that one song from sinatra he did it my way just play the hook doc you don't have to play the whole song I've lived a life that's full I traveled each and every highway And more, much more than this I did it my way Anyway, I love that song Um, Doc Yes. What do you prefer? Um, reverse cowgirl. Really? I like that too. Um, but honestly, do you prefer Clone Wars or do you prefer um, Rebels? I'm a Clone Wars guy. So you think Clone Wars is better than Rebels? I think it's better than Rebels, yeah. Why? Well, I think um, the established characters that I know and love fleshing out their backstory in between uh, episode two and three was an important thing to me and it gave landed more gravitas to the stories of the prequels okay this article brought a good point saying that the biggest difference between star wars rebels and clone wars made rebels a better show now clone wars had an anthology format which was all over the place with different characters that we already knew from the movies and you're saying that rebels 
was serialized story focusing on a uh, single group of original characters, which was the Ghost Crew, Ezra, Kane, and exactly, you know, yada, yada, yada. Now, the anthology format worked for Clone Wars that most of its characters were already well known to the audiences thanks to the prequels. Clone Wars did not have to sell its characters to the audiences, but Star Wars Rebels did. Ezra Bridger and the crew of the Ghosts were new additions and to an already large Star Wars universe, and thus the show has had to create a connection, that emotional connection, stop with the noise, between viewers and all of its new characters. Thank you, Doc. As such, an anthology approach like Clone Wars would not have worked. Viewers had to constantly follow the Crow's crew so that these characters could make their mark on Star Wars. Even though the weekly Rebels adventures were slightly self-contained, each Star Wars Rebel season had an overarching story, even more filler-like episodes. I'm sorry, and even the more filler-like episodes were important <laughs> to better develop the characters. This would not have been possible with a galaxy-spanning narrative like Clone Wars. What do you say about that? Do you concur? Uh, Yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, you know, it was easy for Clone Wars to, like you said, kind of pick and choose and go through different times and not have the episodes be um, be sequential. We can can go and then they did that a lot. They went out of a lot of order Uh, and it still made sense to us. It's impossible to do that with with a linear story like Rebels. So, um, you know, it makes sense what they're saying. But I, I again, I still prefer the clone that's fine. Be- because of what i said that's fine that's fine what are you looking for are you making all that goddamn noise digging for specific uh you're digging in the crates to get the fucking dig, albums digging dig, dig in the crates baby so i'm almost done i'm almost done, I'm almost done. what are you Keep painting going. this week uh i got a 80s iron man ghost villain on my desk right now that i'm working on the ghost from the 80s not the same ghost that we saw in ant-man and wasp right uh well it's based on that character but it's a it's a guy Gotcha. gotcha. The way the way it should be. Gotcha. Leia's Obi Wan Kenobi role has a deeper link to Anakin than you realize. Did you read this? Leia's Obi Wan Kenobi role. Yes, I did read this. And what are your thoughts? Uh, so they discuss about the fact that Obi Wan was treating Leia when he met her the same way he treated Anakin, where he didn't want to be kind of the mentor and or the the father sage figure. the father figure to both of them um so they're you know pulling out this link how leia has this link to anakin through obi-wan and i think it's a reach i, I think it's a reach uh i mean I, I i just think that obi-wan with leia really didn't want to get didn't want to get involved in beginning at all in the beginning and then he got thrust into it. And then he still, when he was going through it, was like, I don't even want to deal with this shit. I just want to pick this little fucking bitch up home, take her fucking home. And I think that was more so it, as opposed to his hesitancy with Anakin, um, potentially from not believing that he's the chosen one, um, but yet being, again, forced into it. I, I think you did the reach, you, could, you know, the link you can make is that he was forced into both of those situations. Um, and then eventually appreciated what he had gotten out of it. I don't know how much he appreciated the end of, of uh, Revenge of the Sith, though. Um, but um, 
he d- eventually did have that that bond. So I mean, it's a little bit there, but I think it's a reach with what they're really specifically talking about. So it's not over with you. Uh, it's really not that over with me, no. And speaking of over, beat me to it. Ladies and gentlemen, we do a segment on the show called Who's More Over? Now, I know what you're saying. If you're a first-time listener, I have no idea what that statement means. It's not grammatically correct. Well, Sunshine, you are correct. You see, grammar is not the strong suit of this show. It's fucking shenanigans and tomfoolery. But... We're also in the wrestling industry, so we use wrestling terminology. Over in wrestling means being popular with the fans. So we take two aspects of Star Wars. We compare them. Whether it's a person, whether it's a place, whether it's a thing, doesn't matter. And we see what's more over with you, the fans, but most importantly, what's more over with us. So, Doc, why don't you tell them what's on the marquee for tonight? This week, as I write down my timestamp of 44.55 for our segment, Who's Moreover? Uh, this one came to me in a fever dream. I was kind of like, you know, tossing and turning and suddenly said, oh, I have a good idea. Would you have the COVID? For, for who? <laughs> I, 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 could, I could smell. Um, for Who's Moreover? So this week. <laughs> so you ate. <laughs> this week, uh, we have. Hold on, let me just open up. Mark Zuckerberg's fucking, uh, you know, meta nightmare. Um, we have a battle between two characters. And why can't I get to in one corner? In one corner, the crusher, um, the grand inquisitor, the grand inquisitor, the large headed, very uh, proper speaking, um, character from Obi Wan Kenobi. Hello, third sister. Revenge does wonders for the will to live, don't you think? Your rage was useful. Now it is tiresome. We will leave you where we found you. In the gutter where you belong. Goodbye, Grand Inquisitor. Versus my abuela's favorite actor, Giancarlo Esposito's turn at the bed. The dark saber wielding of which we still don't know how he got that, by the way, which I want to know that backstory. Hopefully they explore it this season. Um, Moff Gideon. What happened? He brought him in alive. That's what happened. And now the New Republic's going to have to double the payment. That's not what she's talking about. Why don't you kill him now and take it? It's yours now. What is? The dark saber. It belongs to you. Now, it belongs to her. She can't take it. It must be won in battle. In order for her to wield the dark saber again, she would need to defeat you in combat. I yield. It's yours. Oh, 
no. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. The dark saber doesn't have power. The story does. Without that blade, she's a pretender to the throne. He's right. Come on, just take it. So what do the polls say, Doc? All right, going to the polls. Bum, bum, bum. Let's see. Change this to all comments. We got that on that. Bump, bump, bump. Todd Chuchi Santiago says, Moff Gideon for me. And we responded, please email us. Um, It looks like an arousing 75% to 25% on Facebook. Moff Gideon is over. Okay. Moving on to the Insta Grizzle. Here we go. Okay. Hold on here. I got to dig it out because, again, I didn't put it at. Um... Uh, check your emails before we, we, we go on over here. Let's see. Uh, no, no. Where is it? All right, ladies and gentlemen, you guys can send us emails regarding this segment. Oh, I don't think I put it up on uh, on Instagram. Fuck me. All right, so 75 to, to 25, that's it. Okay. Well, you guys can send us an email regarding this segment or any other segment to newforceorder at yahoo.com. Now, we're going to read the emails real quick before we go to Docs and my pick. But let's see who emailed us first. First, it's Homeboy88. Oh, he goes, my who's more over is in audio form. Please play. Uh, so, Doc, you want to download it? I, or I, th I think that was last week he's talking about. Well, let's see. When's an email from? Oh, wait, wait, does he have it in the email? Yeah, I just hit the link. Just waiting for the... It came on September 13th. Oh, so then that was um, eleven days ago. I think that was the uh, that was the old one that I put in the, in the last show. Interesting. How did you get it with the? He texted it to me. Ah, what a mark! All right, next one. It is from Rayshona Hinton. She, uh, this person goes. This is a no contest for me. Grand Inquisitor is more of a pawn. We got and a new person emailing us. Nice. Yes. Uh, it's more of a pawn, and as we saw, can easily be replaced when he's displeased when he deple displeases Lord Vader. Moff Gideon is a boss. He's making me wait. He's making me of the shots and that saber. Need I say more? He's making me of the shots and that saber. Need I say more? Yes, probably. Sure, yes, so we can understand what you're talking about. But thank you for the email, Rashana. Please send us more. Uh, in the future, we saw that the Sithstress chimed in and said Moff Gideon, but she didn't send an email for some strange reason. Uh, she should know better. Maybe she was knitting herself one of those Kylo Ren gap sweaters because it's fall, and, you know, you've got to wear your gap sweater with your PSL. New York went from 95 to 55 like a SOA state trooper. It's crazy today, boy. <laughs> that is going to be used over and over, my friend. That was good. 
All right, Doc. So do you want to go first or I go first? All right. Uh, I think you went first. No, actually, oh, it doesn't matter. I'll go first. Okay, go ahead. Um, so you know, in each corner you have uh, two very formidable opponents in the rebel in the uh, the empire. Your new empire. Um, two guys who, when the chips are down, could probably throw down. Now, if you look at the Grand Inquisitor in Rebels, down uh, you know, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's been um. You know, it's really it's been it's been and it's, I wouldn't say debated, but it's been uh, you know clear as a bell that that design for the Grand Inquisitor was a significant uh, improvement over what they did in the live action, um, because he looked more evil, more menacing. That thin look to him, you know, gave him this kind of creepy, monstrous form, and you know, then they they look like they stuffed you know Rupert Fine. What is it, Rupert Fine? His name was they like they stuffed a fat guy into a little fucking suit, um, with his He's big old with his big old noggin, looking all like uh, you know sweating in Tatooine. Um, so, you know, I wasn't thrilled with the design, and you would think that Disney, after getting the absolute shit kicked out of them by the 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 fans would have changed that design at some point much like they did with the she-hulk stuff that that they got raked over the coals for um though it wasn't cgi so i think it would be a little more difficult to deal with obviously but it is what it is um i thought he was an interesting character we didn't really get to see him do very much in kenobi except get skewered through one of his stomachs and then go down um down where down here as opposed to the moth who you know one of the lasting images i have in my brain of the mandalorian season one is when he gets his tie fighter taken down and then they show him carve his ass out with the dark saber he's just standing there looking all badass holding the saber of his cape blown in the breeze and that's the kickoff for season two and you're like fuck off that's gonna be fucking amazing um you know he fought mando got his ass handed to him and then kind of bitched out a little bit when he's like lying on the floor, especially when he sees Luke, he freaks the fuck out. So, you know, on one hand, we had him super badass in season one, and then he looks like a little cunt in season two. So um, we kind of lose a little bit of that. But with that said, uh, for me, it is, uh, if we're talking strictly live action, it's going to be uh, Moff Gideon. Interesting. Okay. I am going to go with Moff Gideon as well. I like the range that Jean-Carlo Esposito... Jean-Claude Van Damme? Uh Uh-huh. Jean-Carlo Esposito uh, presents uh, in the show. Like you said, he plays the sinister, no-nonsense boss badass at certain points. Then he plays the chicken shit heels at other, where he's even tried to take his own life and what they wouldn't allow him. Um, so you, then he was also a shit talker trying to manipulate uh, the Mandalorian versus, versus uh, Bo-Katan yep. yeah so and he has, a, he has a suave way of doing it you know like he's like the guy you'd love to hate now I think Rupert Fiend did a great job as the Inquisitor Really didn't do much except talk some shit when what's her name was down. Um, Forever. But uh, as a character in Rebels, I thought uh, the Grand Inquisitor was good, voiced by Jason Isaacs. 
So it's not a bad character in any situation. Just, uh, I think Moff Tarkin just... I'm sorry, Mark Gideon will have more to offer us because the role he will be playing and the role he's already has played in the Mandalorian so far. So I'm going to go with them. Respectable Respectable choice. Yes. So that is who is moreover, ladies and gentlemen, send your emails regarding this or anything else you want to talk about to newforceorder at yahoo.com. Now, Doc, the prequels are full of, you know, bad dialogue, some people say, but some people are saying they are some lines that stick out through the test of time. And there was a poll taken online, and someone said that the best line in the prequel trilogy was when Padme says, so this is how liberty dies with standing ovation. What do you think? That that's the best line, and yeah. no, not at all. <laughs> it's not the it's not democracy dies right. With it's Kevin. liberty, liberty, liberty. Lib- really, liberty. Yeah, that's that's a Mandela effect. People are saying, but it was always liberty. Um, what would you what would you say the best line is? Well, what I say the best line is, um, uh, um me bantapudu. No, you better. Jar Jar Binks. Um. I think the best line for me is when Anakin tells Padme when he meets her, are you an angel? Because he's already trying to slide his dick into them DMs. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bad little fucking slave right there. He's getting it in. Um, oh man, it, it, you know, as, as cheesy as it is, um, as far as one-liners go, there, there are so many good ones. I mean, they, it's, it, you you could probably pull out any line at the end of that battle in, in Revenge of the Sith between Anakin and Obi Wan, and it could be a, it could be the, the best line. I mean, you know, if you're not with me, you're my enemy. You know, you're my brother, Anakin. That's it. You know, I, I hate you. Uh, your new, your new empire. empire. You know, in my opinion, you the did Jedi that yourself. The, the Jedi are evil. You know, it's. There, there, there's, there's, there's so many in that one, that one dialogue between the two of them, that you could pull out and be like, it's infinitely better than, than what he says. And there's a bunch of Yoda lines that that are fantastic. That you know what he says, anger leads to fear, fear leads to suffering, hate leads to this, whatever that whole you know, kit and caboodle was over there. So you're, so you're, you're not, you're not going with the no, no. That, that's also a fantastic one too. I mean. <laughs> Oh, tremendous, tremendous. You know what else is tremendous, Doc? My penis. No. Bobo, fact- get, get your things. We're leaving. Uh, yeah, right? The fact that you just made the list. You just made the list. I made the what? The list? No shit. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a segment that's called You Just Made the List. We find a list on the interwebs, and we bring it to your to you via our show and we see whether or not it is legitimate or bantapudu so we have one list this week doc so i would like for you to read it this is the uh, nine biggest reveals from the tales of the jedi d23 trailer yes okay hold on I'm going in there here we go nine biggest reveals from tales of the jedi fantastic by the way d23 trailer number nine passing time 
Tales of the Jedi offers two stories focused on respectively Count Dooku and Ahsoka. The trailer reveals the stories unfold over many years. Doku appears as a young man in the trailer with no beard, and then later with one. His apprentice Qui-Gon Jinn also appears as a young Padawan, and later closer to the prequel trilogy age. Ahsoka appears as a baby, and then we see her during the Clone War episodes as well. So, time. Ahsoka attends Padme's funeral. Mm. Uh, yeah, we see Padme getting rolled through the streets, and we see Ahsoka sitting over there. Uh, seven, a Jedi funeral. Trailer shows another funeral besides Padme's. Doku attends a solemn funeral for a Jedi, it seems, as several prominent Jedi appear in the scene. Yoda, Terra, Deepa Baliba, amongst other people. Whose funeral it is, we don't know. Six, Ahsoka trains, Anakin trains Ahsoka to survive Order 66 um, against the clone troopers, which is, uh, you know, a little bit of foreshadowing there. Doku goes too far. Doku easily among the most. Oh, by the way, one of the, one of the, one of my also favorite lines from that from the, the 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 prequel trilogy is, "Do it." I mean, come on. Um, I see that shit like once a day. That and hello there, but that's ubiquitous through everything. So, absolutely. Uh, Doku easily among the most powerful stars. Sith in Star Wars claim he joined the dark side to expose Darth Sidious. Tales of Jedi reveals Doku struggled with the dark side from a young age. Trailer shows him overly aggressive against far less powerful adversaries in an unknown world. Mace Windu joins the fight, and he's sitting next to Doku side by side. You think we're going to get Samuel L. Jackson to portray that? He didn't no. do that in the Clone Wars, so I doubt we're going to get No. Damn Yad, shame, too. Yaddle returns, um, <laughs> you know, from from, <laughs> Yo- from Yoda's uh, trailer. <laughs> mm, good you were. Mm, money on the dresser for you. Mm, don't say anything. NDA, you must sign. Um... So we see Yaddle come back, right? I don't get why that's important. I heard a rumor about her, but I'm not going to yeah. say it. Yaddle and Doku fight. Oh. oh, fuck. That was it. Yep. Funeral for Jedi, maybe for Yaddle. The trailer shows several exciting worrying scenes of Yaddle and Doku dueling. Um, maybe that's why he's so good against uh, um, Yoda. Yoda. But it's also maybe why Yoda's pissed off at him. Killed my bitch, you did? Hmm. Uh, a new Inquisitor. So at the Wait end a minute. That, Wait a minute. Uh, maybe he did Yoda a favor. He killed her. Now you don't have to freaking pay child support yep. for Grogu. Yep, exactly. It's quite possible. I will remove this child from her. You owe me about 8000 bucks a month. Um, and then we see this new, um, potentially the sixth brother, who is uh, this guy who has the, uh, you know, look, look, taskmaster looking mask with the double weighted lightsaber. It's a black scorpion. The black. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite like WCW 80s things of all time it was so great you know if I, I wish like I can go back there without knowing as like my age right now and if I could be like that's definitely Ric Flair because as like a 10 year old I was like that was Ric Flair how did I not figure that out <laughs> such a mark alright that was the list that was it anything you want to add um <laughs> I think I want to add was there anything else that you know was very exciting this week? Look what I got this week. Came came for me in the what mail. Oh, what is that? Oh, Boba Fett book, Boba. Did you get Amazon? Uh, I forgot where I got it from. Um, Pre-ordered and got it. I can tell you what I got this week. I posted it up on um on Instagram already. Um, hold on, it's not it's not next to me right now. I got this, which is this thing right now. What, the penis pump I see? Yeah, a little Miggs Mayfield. Oh, nice. 
three and three quarters. And then, hold on, I'll get, hold on. Keep, keep the crowd occupied without, you know, burying me with a herpes commercial. I won't bury you with a herpes commercial. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, as Doc walks away from the table, looking for his toys and his penis pump, allow me to let you in on a little inside baseball, a little secret. When Doc was a wee little lad, and he had dreams of aspiration of putting on tights and running around the ring with other men. He's you got your toys. Again, huh? this prick no, 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 no. I didn't anyway, do anything. So we'll do impromptu tattooing without um, live action. So I got the Obi-Wan Kenobi Darth Vader, the legit three, three, and th- three and three quarters. Okay. Which is pretty cool. I got two. the mask. The mask came from the oh, Black nice. Series. Comes with two different hands. He's got, he's got the point again. He's got the fist hand. And he's got the uh, lightsaber holding lightsaber jacking off hand. So... And it's, it's it's labeled Dark Vader from the Dark Times. Dark Vader or Darth Vader? Darth Vader from the oh. Dark Times. I got Amazon exclusive Bad Batch Cad Bane. Six oh. inch. Mm, from That's when he cool. was popped up and he's trying to yeah, steal yeah, yeah. Omega. Omega. Um, but he's got you know his armor over there. Looking like he survived the uh, Boba Fett shot. Anyway, um, I got... From the expanded universe legacy, I got a little Princess Leia from her comic book. Written oh, by, sweet! Uh, drawn by Terry Dodson. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, this is this is a wild piece. It it kind of still makes no sense to me, but Star Wars Infinities when you know there was that the the, the comic where Luke and Leia confront Vader at the end of Return of the Jedi. It was like a what if kind of thing. Um, and instead of Vader dying, he was able to turn to the back to the light side and become the white version, Gandalf the white version of Darth Vader, which seeing Darth Vader in white is very strange. Yeah. Very strange. And then the bell of the ball, which I found in Target, which wasn't supposed to be released yet, actually, was Grogu and the Mandalorian in their one of my favorite episodes from um, season two. Where they dump the razor crest in Maldo Crease, and they they and they have the the horror episode with the spiders. Very it cool. Comes with, it comes with a very icy Mandalorian. He's got you know snow all over his body. Um, it's not snow; that's coke. Exactly. And then Grogu with his sitting by the egg over there. He's trying to like you know eat his little snack. Nice. And then you got you know one of the spider aliens over there. So busy day, busy week for Doc on the Star Wars train. That why you look very happy when when you came on. Always. Oh, you know that, or you got a little pepper grinder action going. I spent so much money on toys; it's not even funny. No pepper grinder. No. Okay. Too bad. Only if I'm doing it myself. Nice. <laughs> very nice. I know I like it, so it's fine. Anyway. It's not gay. It's wrestling. Anyway, so. you can find me at Doctor Dr. underscore Destroyo D E S T R R O Y O on Instagram, Alex Royo on Facebook, and Alex Royo MD on Twitter. And if you look really closely in the cloud and the career crowd, you may have seen me this week in AEW hiding in the background. You could find me at Greek Guy Papadon on Twitter, Instagram, and Getter. Demetrius Papadon on Facebook. Greek Guy Papadon is the YouTube channel. Subscribe, like, comment, hit the notification bell. Pro Wrestling T slash Greek Guy Papadon is my t shirt shop. Go buy some GGP wear. Um, you can find me tomorrow. You probably, by the time you hear this, it'll pass. But if you guys pay attention to my social media links, tomorrow, the 24th, I will be at NYWC Wrestling. 
And then next week uh, on the first, I will be <laughs> down in Virginia Championship Wrestling and uh, doing what I do best, man. Let's steal the show and put on a great, great match because I am the Alpha and Omega of Pro Wrestling, the greatest unsigned talent today that is in professional wrestling. And um, you can find us together collectively at NFO underscore podcast on Twitter. New Force Order on Instagram, official New Force Order on Facebook, New Force Order at Yahoo.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Faristo, gracias for giving us your time and your ears. I hope we entertained you. I hope we enlightened you. Most importantly, I hope we do what we do best. And that's get continuing to get Star Wars more over with you and not get ourselves over on the expense of Star Wars. This has been a quick edition of the new force order for life. And that's just too sweet. Henceforth, you shall be known as the new force order.